Hey, what's up, guys? It's Danny K doing the weekly house cleaning on the podcast feed for you guys. I want to thank you guys for your continued support. It means a lot that you guys show up and listen to the podcast as well as come and watch us live. Coming up on September 30th is International Podcasting Day. I'd really appreciate you guys to share a podcast with your friends. It doesn't have to be us, but just share a podcast with your friends. You can share a podcast with your friends really easily in Apple and Spotify. You go to the podcast feed, you look for the share option, and there should be an option for you guys to send it as a text message. And all you have to say is, hey, I was listening to this and I thought you might enjoy it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be next to nothing. It could be any podcast. Some podcasts I think you guys should check out include the last podcast on the left, Sneak Attack, which is a live play D&D podcast. And the Co-Optional Podcast, which Jenna Bain is doing a terrific job keeping that going. This week on the podcast, we had Future, who runs the Omniscient Gaming TV Twitch channel, where friend of the stream, Mama Mouthy, streams. So go check Future out on OG, as well as on his own Twitch page. Links to all of the Twitch pages and Twitters will be down below in the description, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hi, we weren't talking about anything. Not at all. My ears are burning. (laughs) (laughs) My ears are fucking burning. All right, let's go to Just Cams real quick. Um, There we go. So, welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money on useless games that will only leave you heartbroken and angry. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Sounds good. Oh, man. I secretly want this podcast to become that now. Where we only talk about really <laughs> shitty games, like oh nonstop, like the, like when they talk about B-rated movies, just yes. all the time. <laughs> just give me D-rated games. No, not please. listen. Not every movie can be Zombievers, okay? Okay, that movie's a special kind of special, okay? <laughs> but it still makes money because it's just so uniquely what the fuck. Well, my question is, is how do they get Bill Burr in that movie? <laughs> They said zombie beavers, and the man just signed the paper. That was all I had to say. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. I am Danny K, your host here on Next to Nothing, or co-host. I don't know. What am I? Um, I'm on twitch.tv slash Danny K. Um, I have my co-host here, Ren147. Ren, how's Hi, it going? I'm the second host. Second host. I'm, I'm the primary host here. Uh, I'm <laughs> games and stuff. Hi, hello, welcome in. <laughs> and we have OG Future. How's it going, dude? What's good, guys? How you doing? Doing I'm good. Doing, doing good. Um, Future, because you are new here. Everyone knows where to find me. Everyone knows where to find Ren. But Future, what do you do? Where can people find it? And um, yeah, just kind of give us a little bit of a laydown here. Well, well mostly I just manage the Omniscient Gaming channel, team, organization, quotation mark, quotation mark. <laughs> <laughs> and you can mostly find us at um, omniscientgaming.tv. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember it. Twitch.tv slash omniscientgamingtv. Oh my God, I do this for a living. <laughs> and uh, I also stream on my own at uh, twitch.tv slash futurehs, where the HS, as you can speculate, is Hearthstone, but I play Hearthstone very rarely nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much the rundown of me. I don't really do too much else. I'm kind of lazy. Okay. So that's where you guys can go find him. Go find all in, uh, you know, friend of the podcast, Mama Mouthy, is on Omniscient Gaming. 
Um, I know at least one former Omniscient Gaming uh, streamer, Shazi Lee. And uh, I pop in there every once in a while to go sa- say hello to, uh, is it Enom or, you know, some other folks? Yeah, Enom. Enom. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, go check them out. They're awesome. Go check Future out on his uh, Twitch channel as well. I watched him a little bit earlier today doing some uh, Paladins. Almost said Overwatch. <laughs> I did. I was playing Overwatch this morning, so you wouldn't have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, go um, check them out. And we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said last week that I would talk about the calling, so I'm going to talk about the calling. Um, a little bit, <clears throat> uh, but I mean, I don't have a lot to say on it really. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I played it, it went recently free to play. So those who don't know, the calling is one of the OG mm. Hardy Har. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, no, go on. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's beautiful. I love dad jokes. <laughs> Too bad I'm not a father. <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the original kind of battle royale game modes um or game modes uh games where it like exclusively is just battle royales mm-hmm. or just that game mode <clears throat> um it kind of came out right around the same time that h1z1 did their stuff uh this one very much leaned into the hunger games idea um <clears throat> And it recently went free to play to kind of try to battle, I guess, uh, the other battle royales in the um, in the space. Right? We have Darwin Project, um, we have PUBG, we have um, Fortnite. Can't forget Fortnite. I was gonna like do a whole bit, but no, that's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I'm kidding. No, no. I'm, have I'm Black- fun at parties, <laughs> can't you tell? I'm just Bella the ball. There's Blackout, there's, yeah, Fortnite. There's just so many Battle Royales. Like I said, this is one of the original ones, along with H1Z1, King of the Kill. Um, but So they went free to play, and I decided to try it out. Um, and it actually wasn't bad i think it's a free-to-play i don't know if i'd pay money for this game but Uh as a free-to-play game it actually isn't bad and i don't mind the way that they that they are trying to monetize the free-to-play um aspect of the game either um Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like you have to like i mean you get all your perks starting out right away it looks like you have to unlock things with you know as you level up which is okay uh, and the things that like you unlock is like your airdrops which will supply like different weapons and supplies um oh uh, gee what else is i mean but like i said everything is unlocked in terms of perks right away so there is no i don't see any pay to win i mean i was maybe i'll have to sniff around a little bit harder but i honestly i didn't see any sort of pay to win um model in there you know you pay for things like cosmetics and maybe some pay to skip but i mean you can get everything out the gate nothing is locked out to you in terms of the gameplay itself um the combat system actually so the basic mechanics i should say 12 people go into an arena um either duos or solos and um I mean, one man or one team comes out, <laughs> you know, 
it's a battle royale. I don't know if I have to explain that <laughs> much, <laughs> all that much. Um, mm -hmm. There's a bit of a crafting system, so you you load in. You don't have to like pick your spot. You're not dropping in Pochinki or Dusty Depot or whatever the fuck is currently going on with the Fortnite map. Um, so there's that. Um, you know, you just load into a random spot. It kind of sucks if you don't get like near like a building where you know things would actually spawn. But there's crafting, so you can craft a knife and a spear and a hatchet and a bow. Um, and you just go and kill people. I mean, you find other stuff, you know, uh, there's like three guns in the entire game. I think there's like, um, there's a pistol or a revolver, I guess I should say, um, a submachine gun and a rifle. Mm -hmm. Um, you find like better knives, you find different kinds of axes and different spears. Like you can find a pitchfork, which, um, you know, being from Iowa, I appreciate the uh, the traditional weapon of our people. You know, the the Grant Wood painting is actually <laughs> very quite uh, accurate of us. You know, American Gothic. You know, um, proud warrior class of people with our picture books. Otherwise, I mean, so the basic the combat system. There's there's kind of like three things you have to like know about the combat system. Is there's obviously attack and you can like charge your attack mm -hmm. there's block and then there's shove so you know you can go up and i can stab ren a couple times but then he can block and then if he blocks uh while i'm trying to stab him i'll actually get stunned and he has the opportunity to you know stab me um if i, I mean, actually cool yeah. That's well, and then cool. like, like if that. you're if you're blocking and then I go shove, you get stunned and I get an opportunity to stab you a couple more times. So that works out. Um, that's how that works out. You know, it's mm -hmm. you're kind of playing like a rock paper scissors. It almost reminded me in some ways of um, of uh, chivalry. If you guys ever played that, that, that was actually what I was just thinking about too. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Because I was thinking about like how it'd be cool to have a melee centric focused. Mm -hmm. battle royale with like diversity and like, play styles and stuff but yeah. then what about chivalry <laughs> what about yeah. that so yeah I, Which, I was getting the exact same vibe yeah and i will say with like there's a lot of with the with the focus that is on uh melee there's like a throw option like you can throw your knives and your hatchets and spears and everything like that um you can kind of see here like how the how the combat actually ends up working out um, mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like, you know, in Darwin Project, vulturing is, uh, uh, vulturing is, is kind of frowned upon in the, in the community, um, which by the way, I mentioned Darwin Project, uh, host or a uh, host, former guest of the show and friend of the show, Zon Sean Zom Gaming actually just uh, became a Darwin Project partner. So congratulations to him. Um, let's see. Or was I, uh, in terms of like the, like Vulture and stuff like that, it's actually not frowned, uh, frowned upon in this game, which is actually kind of nice because it lets mm -hmm. me get killed. <laughs> like, I've never had anyone like, just like start bitching, like you, you know, motherfucker, why'd you come in and fucking Vulture that fight? And it's like, nah, it's like all cool. Like not a problem. Um, there's like no honor among thieves kind of thing, you know? Um, it's a battle royale. Yeah. Well, I, with Darwin Project, I, I think it's just kind of um, – it's a sportsmanship thing um, because in that game, like, 
you can get just like lucky hits, although I, it's very rare. I think all hits in that game are kind of earned. Um, uh, I was going to say one thing, though. When I got it, the couple times I've got my hand on a gun, it was the uh, 357 Magnum revolver that's in the game. I found that to be incredibly powerful. As in, I dropped... Both times I had, I dropped people from full. Or, uh, from, at least from gun. half. Yeah. Like, guns are incredibly powerful in this game. I Like I, like I said, I dropped a guy from, like, half or something like that. Without even having to go, go up on him. Um, like, I, I killed a guy. I took a... I took the revolver off of him i went to go i heard some other people fighting and uh waited for one of them to kill the other and then shot the other guy and just dropped him and he was at half um i had like another thing where it was um where yeah i think it was just like another half situation where i just dropped him uh chainsaw was actually a pretty fun kill that i had <laughs> uh the chainsaw just like it just basically once you have somebody, <laughs> they can't get away from you, so you just sit there do, dealing, like, you know, <laughs> a shit ton of damage. I found, like, a couple times I was just able to get in with a chainsaw and not have to really do anything. Of course, then I got, like, speared from, like, across the map. It felt like some dude just, like, <laughs> nailed me with a spear and killed me. Um, I will say that, like, the fights in the game are fun. There's a lot of good humor in the game as well, like the like the health thing. It's, like... It, you guys liked my dad joke earlier. This thing is full of dad jokes. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, really, honestly, the biggest thing that I'm mm -hmm. seeing, or we already talked about it once before, but I feel like it's more of a learning experience mm -hmm. for other like battle royales, is the melee combat system mm -hmm. of having more diverse option than like only attack and that's it. Yeah. Like being able to have an actual fight at the start of a game instead of like whoever gets the gun first just inherently mm -hmm. like that's just how it is you win yeah that's pretty cool yeah having like an opportunity or a chance to like do something or maybe even making those starting fights interesting mm -hmm. to some degree would be really really effective yeah well what i really appreciate it's like okay i didn't spawn near a building but here are two rocks i can at least make a knife sure it's not the greatest knife but i can at least defend myself with that even yeah. if the guy has a bow, I find that um, just going, you know, serpentining in a fight is actually pretty effective against a guy with a bow. Like it actually should be, you know? Mm -hmm. Like hitboxes and like accuracy actually do count for something in this game, which is nice. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's that. You know, the, the game, like I said, it's free to play. It actually isn't bad. It's more melee-focused. You know, yeah, there are guns and bows and stuff like that. And there's some explosives. Like, I do have a funny moment where I was... Um, I think I was even streaming this. So you might be able to find it from my stream yesterday. Where uh, we were in, like, an enclosed area. I had nailed the guy twice with a bow. He started running up, like, these stairs. I had the door open because I was trying to strafe, you know, and, and try to get him with the... Um, get him with the bow, but then he decided to throw a um, dynamite stick at me. Mm -hmm. And I closed, I tried to close the door to prevent that from hitting me. 
and that didn't have that didn't work and i basically closed the dynamite stick in with myself which i took like <laughs> i took like three fourths the amount of damage i possibly could have taken the guy just came in and shanked me to death um oh god um yeah uh where was i going with that though but yeah there's like some explosives like some you know you can set traps mines trip wires caltrops like you can make caltrops early in the game um mm -hmm. the like the the variety of weapons and the way that that works out into a fight makes this a lot more interesting of a um battle royale than than other battle royales end up being mm -hmm. got you yeah i don't know when i look at this i'm more so think of it as like a learning experience for other like battle royales mm -hmm. specifically because if i could see more of like maybe not a melee focused game but mm -hmm. having more melee options in a battle royale granted that's not normally what they come down to but like having more of an opportunity for those things would be really cool yeah like not being in a goddamn pickaxe fight one-on-one -on -one with a guy <laughs> waiting for like 10 seconds because somebody got the first hit kind of not really like super awesome but like having an actual like knife fight where if you block at the right moment you can actually get like three jabs in and like mm -hmm. makes that just a little bit it, it makes it more of an entertaining fight yeah. in the first place that would be really cool i would love to see that more often in other games that'd be dope that's really like the biggest thing i'm seeing about it is like that's something i would love to see in more battle for sure yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, the variety and the in the way that this has been set up, I actually appreciate it. Um, I remember watching like my first like exposure to the culling was um, Soviet Wombles video, the uh, mm -hmm. the culling bullshittery series, um, and so that was like my first experience. So I I didn't go in totally blind to this game. I knew what this was about. I knew you know, I knew some of the history behind it and stuff like that as well. Uh, but I wanted to check it out because it's free to play. Which I recommend if you're looking for like a melee centric, maybe something a little bit more gritty, um, then I would do I would suggest this. Um, I would suggest this over something like maybe Darwin Project or certainly Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that's free to play. Those those skins really win people games, you know. Right. <laughs> right yeah you actually did mention you said pay to skip what did you mean by that were you talking about i think i think there might it has like battle passes that you can buy um Is it something along those lines i don't know i i like i said that there might be some pay to skip stuff i don't know okay. um right, i didn't mean okay. to sound like there was um okay. no i don't know if there's anything that like i don't think like any like xp bonus things i don't think you can buy any of that kind of stuff um mm -hmm. so the there's the the colding crates or whatever the coal crates or whatever so everything is like some sort yeah. of like coal pun you know c-u-l-l <laughs> everything is some sort of coal really you know the company that yeah. makes you fight in this arena during the coaling is coal corp you know um huh. and you get uh coal crates at the you know every time you level up um and there is a premium there is a premium currency there's two currencies there's like the the one that you can like get 500 of the currency for 499 and that gets you you know 
yeah. different clothing and stuff like I don't know what else it, it can potentially get you. Um, I didn't inspect that too much. Um, and then there's like the regular credit system that gets you, that you can use to get clothes. But then the crates, the crates will provide both of those, and then they'll also provide clothes. So you can you know customize your character after a certain point of time. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's anything in here that's like spend five dollars and you'll spawn with this you know <laughs> yeah sniper no, every time that. you yeah. get the golden boomerang you get the yeah yeah you spawn and you start with a 357 <laughs> magnum and a chainsaw every match oh um but like you can like so there's like one gun called the alarm gun and like there's a mm -hmm. perk that you can use just to like spawn that or spawn with that you can spawn with a backpack you can spawn with armor um there's like there's different um, perks that like speed up or you know movement speed or more health and like all of that is unlocked like that is not behind any sort of level up wall or anything like that and you can use it right away, okay. which is awesome. Right. Yeah, I was just more so curious by like what you buy a pay to skip because when I think of pay to skip I think more of like battle pass for like Fortnite and things like that. I was so thinking, like, skipping credits. <laughs> <laughs> Pay this much money, you can get to the end of the game, finally. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, the thumbs biggest up. thing, really, to me, is just that melee focus. Mm. I think that's, like, the biggest, at least in my eyes. Yeah. And it, and it, it can turn into a clusterfuck, and I think that's kind of fun, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say, I did have one frustrating... Um, experience with this game it's like cowards can somehow run faster than you <laughs> right there's a guy i we got into a fight i fucking i took him almost down right he was like one stab away and every rock i fucking picked up along the way chasing him down i fucking missed <laughs> every single rock i uh we were running along rock try to throw it at him missed i just wish there was something that like some way i could have chased him down like the dog and the coward he was because <laughs> it was just frustrating man is there a stamina system or is um like yeah there is a stamina system like you can um you can run out of uh stamina um you can get some armor like they said there's a backpack system so you if you don't spawn in with a backpack, you get three slots, and then you can, like, create a satchel or find a backpack and get five slots. Mm -hmm. I just – one of the perks I took was just a backpack because I'm like, why not? Yeah. Oh. Um, there are, like – so there are medical things you can find, like stims that will give you, um, like, bonuses to, like, strength or, you know, give you ten extra points of uh, health. Um, you know, you can find different uh, drugs for that stuff. Okay. All right, I got you. Mm -hmm. Is there yeah. fall damage? Because you see in this trailer a lot I of people seen, jumping from yeah. high heights. Yeah. I think fall damage, is, yes, there is, but I think it's, like, pretty extreme. Um, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, you can't break your legs in the jungle. You're fine. Yeah. There are, like, <laughs> cri there are, like cripple... Um, like conditions you can like force on people like you know you can like break bones or whatever um that'll like affect speed and stuff like that but um 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it with this game. I think we've kind of talked about it all. I, I highly yeah. recommend it. Um, yeah. It looks pretty fun. Yeah. I, I Free to play. I mean, I think there's no reason not to play it right now. True. Um, uh, especially if you're tired of, you know, Fortnite or PUBG. Yeah. Definitely try it out. Yeah, for sure. Anything else on this? No. To be no. completely honest, I, I, I think we've covered all aspects. All right. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> what do we want to talk about next? We could talk about... Um, I don't mind talking about either the Telltale mm-hmm. debacle, because I don't entirely understand it. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons. Or the RTX cards thing. I don't mind either of those things. So okay. down for either of those. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, I guess, how how long do you think it'll take to do the RTX thing? Because I have a feeling the Telltale... RTX thing is super short. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, why don't you so just long. give us a rundown on RTX? Yeah, so basically, the thing is, is the new RTX cards, the NVIDIA cards that just got, like, announced and released, are actually not competing anywhere near the specifications that people were thinking that they would. Um, people were expecting them to like compete four to six times the power of like a GTX 1080 Ti, for example. Whereas the 1080 Ti is still outperforming the 2080 that just got released, and I believe that the 2080 is like it's it's around the same price, if not like a hundred dollars more. And the reason why this is is the cards are super focused on advanced ray tracing, but the big problem is is that there's nothing out in the first place aside from demos like tech demos from nvidia that actually use ray tracing to begin with so all of the performance that you're getting out of these cards a lot of it is getting used for nothing that's gonna matter and for the most part like yeah you're gonna get like a lot of performance out of a uh, a 2080 ti for example or like any of the really high-end cards but so much of that performance is hidden back by the lack of ray tracing features just inherently out. So basically what I'm trying to say is really, 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 really don't go for a 2080 for a while. Mm-hmm. Give it time because there's nothing out there that even uses it to its full capacity. There really isn't. There's a demo and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I would say go with like, if you really want to go for high performance gaming, don't even go for a 1080 for the most part. A 1070 is going to be fine. But like if you feel the need to go for the jump for like 1080 to a 2080, don't. It's not worth it. It really isn't. That's basically it. Give it a lot of time because there's just nothing out there to support it. So yeah, that that's basically it. Okay. That's pretty much the gist. So just wait for a bit, see what what developers are doing, and you know, go from yeah, there. Pre- pretty much, especially yeah. if you're not in a hurry. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The, basically, the nicest thing is that the prices of lower end graphics cards are still coming, but you're not really missing. I've There's actually heard of like the thing. graphics cards and all a bunch of computer parts are actually going up price due to the tariffs in the U.S. right now. Yeah, that is a thing. Um, because there's oh, of yeah, where they're assembled, they're then considered imports. 
Yeah, so, so they're going to be start spiking up in prices over the next couple months. Eh? At least that's yeah. what the reports I read said. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping more so. I'm hoping that the lower end cards are going to like they're going to spike up in tariffs, but they're also going to go down in base price. So maybe it won't be like the worst thing in the world. Like, that's the hope. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. Realistically, it's like. Uh... It, it just makes it harder for the people trying to finally get into PC gaming, build their rig and stuff like that, when mm -hmm. this stuff is like three or $400 more expensive than it should be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it, though. That was basically what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Sorry, I, I had to interject there. Solid. No, you're good. You're all good. It's all good. That's no, it. I mean, the whole, the whole point of the show is to help people try to save money, and tariffs are yeah. a big part of how people deal with money. I mean... Not to like get into any sort of politics or current events, but you know, I'm in a state that You know our two big industries are affected by uh, Tariffs with uh, China right now, you know soybean and corn They're the two and uh, pork are the two or the three big things that China is retaliating with and then of course uh, Steel tariffs increased, you know the price of of raw materials that is used to produce tractors that are in my area and you mm -hmm. know so when you know tariffs affect how your job works and how much and how expensive things are, you know it's a it's a thing to actually you know pay attention to. Um, yeah. Kind of a long-winded say to winded way to say you know stay involved, stay informed, people, because it does affect your wallet. <laughs> it really I guess, does. Um, yeah. I guess I actually should point out two things real quick. So today is like the national register to vote thing. Register to vote if you have changed your address since the last election. If you've been married or any of your other personal details have changed, go register to vote. The second thing is uh, International Podcast Day is on September 31st. So go tell a friend about podcasting. And maybe at the end of the show here, we'll talk about um, some podcasts that we like. Is that cool with you two guys? Yeah, I don't mind. Okay, I'm down with that. Sounds good, but sadly, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, <laughs> which is uh, awkward to say on a podcast. No, it's good. Right. You listen to this one, right? Right? Yeah, totally. Every <laughs> single time. Never miss it. Never My miss favorite it. episode was that one a while ago. <laughs> oh, the one you totally when, remember. When you, you talked about those things with that guy. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. I watch favorite. it religiously. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we've done a little enough stalling. Yeah. Let's uh, let's dig into this topic. Telltale games. Oof. So How do I even start this here? For those who don't know, who Telltale Games were? They were the game company that um, created such games as The Walking Dead, uh, Game of Thrones, Minecraft Story Mode, Batman. They did a Batman series. They did a, I think they did a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm -hmm. The Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among really Us was another popular yeah. one. Yeah, they're really focused on doing... Honestly, for the most part, if you played a game like any of those, mm. you you probably know what a Telltale game is. Yeah. They're they're usually even separated into their own specific genre. Yeah, because yeah. Like, that's just the style that they do all their stuff in. Uh, narrative driven. Yeah. You know, a narrative driven adventure game where you have to make difficult emotional choices that are remembered by the characters and affect the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically it. It's done episodically. Um, you know, different seasons of, like, The Walking Dead. Uh, so, Telltale Games announced uh, Friday 
September 21st that there was going to be a massive layoff, that they're only keeping 25 people to complete contractually obligated projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they announced that they were closing later that day after uh, a lot of industry hoopla and trying to figure out what was happening. Um, they just announced that they were closing. Um, so, <clears throat> I don't know. This kind of just like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it really did. Like I had no idea that any of this stuff was happening in the first place, and then just out of the blue, it's just like we're shutting down our store. Like this, this is it. We're we're basically done. I mean, I read an article probably about two or three months ago talking about how they were struggling a little bit just because people weren't getting into the Walking Dead games as much as they had expected. But I didn't expect them right. to just completely shut down, like, right. out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there's been a lot of articles from different from different outlets, Polygon, PC Gamer, um, CNN Money, I think I've even seen talk about this. Um Polygon had an interesting take. I was reading something about how basically the failure was they kept trying to capture the lightning in the bottle that was the first The Walking Dead game. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, they just didn't, like, advance their technology. Like, there were cracks in the engine that definitely showed to players. Players, like, were pointing these out. Like, the games were critically being reviewed well. Um, But players were seeing issues with the technology in the games. Um, so that was part of it, and then I there was a, a lot of articles that were talking about like the toxic environment, the um, the overtime, the crunch that we hear. I mean, that are problems with devs like EA. We we always hear about the the crunch and the toxic environment. Um, you don't expect to hear it from uh, a place like Telltale. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's a lot of issues with the company itself, and they they are announcing that they're closing. Um, right now, and Ren might be able to speak a little bit more to this after he did research, um, but there's actually a (laughs) class action lawsuit right now from a former, I guess now former, uh, Telltale, uh, employee, uh, for violation of the WARN Act, which the WARN Act, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, uh, is like, you have to notify employees at least 60 days um before closure or mass layoff right. of a company yeah there's um some other stuff that uh california has some specific stuff um that i obviously wouldn't be familiar with because i don't live in california <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah basically the uh the person that was sending out the lawsuit is uh a former ceo his Ooh. name is kevin bruner Basically, it's talking about he left his position, remained on board. He's filed a lawsuit against it over the claims that it failed to provide him informational support because he was preparing to sell like his stocks and his holdings. Wait, the are there are there two lawsuits? Is there? I think there's this two lawsuits. I found yeah. Okay. So I think there are two lawsuits, and I I do remember reading this. So yeah, Bruner left for yeah. for whatever reason, and then the, yeah, he he was suing. Um, he was suing the company or board of executives or whoever for mm-hmm. for those reasons. But there's another one from a disgruntled employee or disgruntled. I don't know why I said that from an employee. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was uh, in violation of the Warren Act, um, which basically said that you have to give employees 60 days um, 
60 days warning before mass layoffs, which they which the law states if it's 50 or more employees, um, if it's 50 or more employees that are about to be laid off, that's a mass uh, that's a mass layoff, and that you have to mm-hmm. warn them um, within 60 days so they can get their affairs in order. Uh, people weren't paid severance and they weren't paid overtime as well, uh, which to me, what I meant to say was I don't think Telltale can just dismiss these people as disgruntled employees. Whereas where I was gonna go with that, I don't actually mean right. that these people are disgruntled. I think they have. Um, right. <laughs> if I'm not getting paid for my work, I'm pretty pissed off too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like these people aren't getting severance and they're not getting the overtime that they worked on these projects. Especially um, all the overtime they did, because I heard they did a lot, a lot, a lot of overtime trying to push games out in like the final section of like the like when they were about to release, they would work like sixty hours overtime. I read in this one thing, and like they're not getting their overtime paid. Sixty yeah. hours overtime is a lot of overtime. Yeah, that's a lot of money owed, and people got bills and stuff. They're not. They're. It's not a volunteer project. No, and I mean, if you take into account where uh, they were headquartered. A suburb of San Francisco, which I am not from that area, but I've heard it is incredibly expensive to live anywhere <laughs> near there. Ren, can you attest to that being a resident of California? Oh, yeah, of course. You're, I mean, California's like prices in the first place are really, really high, let alone if you live in the city. You're just, yeah. You're um, <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. You pay for it with traffic. <laughs> yeah. um oh man so there's that so there's like all sorts of things and i I don't want to say go read or anything like that but i don't think we're really qualified to unless you guys feel qualified to say anything in particular oh no Um, more so than anything i'm just curious there's a lot of stuff going on yeah like it's hard to really brought up to light in the first place i mean it was to the degree of like sure there's there was coverage lawsuits and things like that but realistically like people aren't gonna read that for the most Mm -hmm. part until something like this happens where it's like hey by the way we're closing now Mm -hmm. this is it yeah so it's really i don't know for me personally it just came out of nowhere like i didn't even know that the uh thing happened until like a day or two later Mm -hmm. and i was just i was like really surprised by it and i started thinking about all the games that they make how they make so many i mean granted they all use the same engine so it's not really like they're paying a lot to like make something new but they have so many different licenses with so many different companies and such and like look there's more than enough like disney wolf among us what are walking dead etc 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 there's like dozens of different things that i'm guessing that they're just working on all together at the same time yeah and that seems that's a lot of contracts too. no that's yeah that's a lot of things that you really have to manage and then pay for and it's just there's a lot of stuff going on Mm. when realistically they're making a lot of money from like a couple titles yeah well and like the other part of it um was how like how they were doing it too i i I imagine it wasn't nearly like we imagine games just like all being completed at once but they were doing episodic content you know you get a season that would have four episodes in it which is kind of the i'll ask a question about that later for you guys and we'll we'll you know kind of put that idea out to our our listeners and viewers um but you know i imagine just like 
yeah, okay, we have the writing done for this, we have all most of the programming done for this project, but we can move on to the episode of this game here. And then we'll come back to episode two of this game. Imagine, like, a lot of that, like, wishy-washy, you know, moving teams around probably happened as well that I'm sure probably led to a lot of problems as well. Um, so one of the... One of the consequences of this is that all current projects are being canceled. I think it was today or maybe tomorrow or something like that, that the second episode of the final season of the walking dead game yeah, uh, that was today. is being, okay. So it's released today. Yeah. With no real, with no real indication that episodes two or uh, episodes three and four are coming out. Which means people paid for an incomplete project, essentially. You pay for the season. Um, so I, I guess the question, like some questions I had, like some from the consequences of, of this issue um, are, I mean, the episodic business model, I mean, how do you guys even feel about it in the first place, right? Telltale isn't the only game that does this. I know the Hitman games do this where you can, where you get episodic content. I heard yeah. when Last they... Last of Us is a really good example. Yeah. Like, that. that's one of the only other examples I can realistically think of that did it. Now, I originally thought that they were succeeding with their episodic, like, thing. So mm. now I'm a little bit curious in itself to see where, like... I don't know where other ones that are doing that sort of thing mm -hmm. are going because I thought it was actually like not doing too bad. I personally yeah. wasn't a fan. I like to have like my con like, I like to just have it right there instead mm -hmm. of like having to get episode upon episode, but I thought it was doing okay. So I'm really just, I, I don't know. And, anymore. I, and I might be wrong, but I want to say that um, the final fantasy seven remake that square Enix is, working on is going to be episodic don't <laughs> I'm, sounds interesting I, i'm i'm really i feel like that's a thing but i might be pulling that out of my ass um so someone yeah. might want to double check me on that but so you're kind of indifferent to it i kind of guess right ren you feel yeah, like it was okay i, just wasn't I, your I thing? thought for like other people that weren't specifically me i thought people actually enjoyed it so mm -hmm. i was like okay all right that's fine I get it, I guess. I'm not a fan. I don't like it. I like to have all the content immediately. Mm -hmm. But I could understand how people would enjoy it. But mm -hmm. now I'm really like curious about how if it was even like working in the first place for things like Life is Strange. Mm -hmm. Things like that. How about you, Future? How did you how do you feel about the uh, episodic business model? Did you have any like feelings about it at all or It's interesting mostly because you don't it's a good it's good for business technically because you aren't technically guaranteeing anything to the customer so it doesn't matter if you kind of pay up to it because you already gave them content so mm -hmm. you, you're not ob, you're not contractually obligated to really put out more after that point it's kind of just a promise mm. but from the gaming standpoint it's it's like how i have the problem with dlcs like i remember the era you could go buy a game and then you just had the full game you could do whatever you wanted you didn't have to buy a dlc to play on different maps you didn't have to do this or that you could just play the game with your friends it's it's just that kind of stigma i have against it i just i don't like buying a game that's completely incomplete without a guarantee that it's going to be completed yeah yeah, yeah that's totally understandable yeah I 100% agree. That's one of the big reasons why I just don't. It's just Plus like, the, it's not the finished, so what's the point? 
-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, you're good. But uh, I, I just think it's also with the The Walking Dead, like, that's kind of the thing that people can get really stale of really fast. Like, but with The Last of Us, that's a whole new storyline where there's no, there's no magazines, there's no mangas, there's nothing about it. So that's just people are waiting for the next episode. It's like the Halo series. People just really want to know, know what happens to Master Chief or see his goddamn face for the first time. <laughs> that's, that's literally the only reason people play Halo anymore. It's just for the storyline, but when the storyline's done over so many times with TV shows, other reenactments, after shows, it's just it's just a burnout. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious about how this is gonna affect other games that try to do this model. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm curious if it was even working in the first place. Yeah. Because yeah. before I really thought it was doing okay. I thought, okay, I'm sure they're doing fine. I don't expect them to be making like crazy amounts of money. Like you see what the engine is. They go for relatively simplistic looks and design and just focus on, like, narrative. But I guess that wasn't working. So yeah. Well, it's kind of like the out. it's kind of like the Kickstarter model that people tried out. Uh, God, what was, mm -hmm. the, what was that uh, company that really leaned it? There is former, like, Lucas uh, arts people. They did like adventure games. I'm trying to remember what the fucking company was. They, but they really leaned into it. Um, Are you talking about like? Hold on, I was about to say King's Quest, but I don't think right. Who was that? King's Quest. No, I don't think that was oh. it. But yeah, there was somebody that really leaned into that Kickstarter crowdfunding. Um, in a in a backfired on them like that business model. Unfortunately, it's like in gaming, it, it seems that only two or three business models really work it's like either you sell the full product at a reasonable price you mm -hmm. sell a mostly done product with dlc or you release a free product with a bunch of um microtransactions um right that you know in but the episodic you know you'll get part of your product now and you'll get the other part parts of it later after it's funded by people purchasing products that we right. put out in between now and then. Yeah. Um, I myself, I've always just, I've always, I've like bought like three, you know, early access games um, that, you know, I've kind of been burned on that where I've like come back to a game and three years later, they still say they're in an alpha, no UI update, no nothing. Right. You know. Um, yeah. Like, where's the official release for Killing Floor 2, guys? Only one extra boss, I think. <laughs> yeah. Shitload of cosmetics. Yeah, shitload of cosmetics, but in, like, no extra classes, one extra boss fight. <laughs> I stopped playing for, like, a year, two years, and I had played it for, like, a year and a half prior to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think... I, so, I think maybe it's just good for one-offs, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, making an entire series out of it. Making it an entire company like, based on that? Yeah, well, like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just, like, say The Walking Dead, the first one, released really well because it had an entirely good, solid story, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, people, I know people were excited every time that a new part would yeah, every single time a new part would come out, they'd be like, "Yes, I'm gonna definitely buy it 100% easily." But when you start thinking about like, "Okay, all right, we did the first one. Now let's make the second one." It's like, "Okay, well, we already like we experienced the big 
crescendo of how this story is going to turn out. And now we're just making a new one with the same character. This isn't as interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know, making a one-off of just like a really solid narrative story like that one was, if they somehow had an end for that, if they created an end for something like that type of game, I'm sure that definitely would have went great. But like, it's just kind of, it's just being like, oh, let's try to milk a little bit more money out of it because it worked the first time. Let's make a second one. Why not? Let's just make a ton of them. That seems good. It's like, okay. but you're really almost like Sharknado. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. It's like, okay, we released something that like only a specific audience is really going to be into. Let's but then they like keep getting more. better and better actors, which I don't understand. <laughs> well, it's always that attempt to like, I don't I just I just really wish like media companies would stop trying to chase lightning in a bottle. I really do because you're just going to spoil like that that pure energy that you captured in that like that made that magical, right? If they made a Zombievers 2, <laughs> I would be pissed. <laughs> I am like you told the story that you could tell with Zombievers. You had fucking Bill Burr and you showed titties. Great. That's awesome. Don't try to get Louis C.K. for his redemption in <laughs> Zombievers 2. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing with um, with these Telltale games. It's like they, try, they just chase that lightning in a bottle so much. And I'll be honest. I think I might have talked about this a couple weeks back when we were talking about, you know, building our PCs and stuff. When I built my PC, one of the first games I – or actually, I was playing on a laptop when I bought this. Is I bought The Walking Dead Season 1. Mm -hmm. And I built my PC, and I start and I – whatever reason, I just didn't play it on my laptop. Um, so I then tried to play it on my PC. And this was like a week after I built my PC. I loaded it up. It got to like that like really scary, intense moment with the first zombie with Lee in the car. And then, computer died. I didn't. <laughs> I uh, you know, I think it was. I think it ended up being just the graphics card. Whatever, I had to get a replacement graphics card. Just was it was a dud, um, something. I got that replaced. It was under warranty or whatever. Replaced it. I never touched the game again. I'm like, nope, killed my PC. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> not gonna touch it. Um, it was so, your personal crisis. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, jinxed it, jinxed it. Never gonna touch a Telltale game again. So I don't know. Um, don't worry, I think a lot of people have that statement now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you were fucking quick on that. <laughs> that was good. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, the the whole episodic content and, like, my question is, like, because they do, uh, I mean, essentially, they do promise that you are going to get, like, these this content. I mean, do you think people deserve refunds? I think people deserve refunds. I don't think they get them. No, I don't yeah, think they get I, them either. I, I mean, people didn't get severance pay. They're not going to, other people yeah. aren't going to get fucking yeah. uh, refunds. This all, this all brings me back to, uh, if you play Magic the Gathering, you would have heard about the reserve list, which is technically a list of cards, which is Wizards of the Coast promised to never reprint so that they could hold their value mm -hmm. and the reason why they don't remove this list 
is because there's a law there's a, a law somewhere called uh, it's promissory uh, something but it's where technically if they have promised something and it has increased in value people can sue for the money that the value that the value has changed hmm. so with how much with the, like i can understand with trading card games because some magic cards like on that reserve list like one of them just sold for eighty one thousand dollars like Jeez. we're not no i'm not not gonna get into the financial business parts <laughs> of magic that's a whole story on itself but uh I think with a game of so low cost and people would have spent such little money on it, I don't think people really have a guarantee of making money off of like suing for their money back. Yeah. Right. If it's if it's just a promise that they're giving, not actually like a contract that they have signed, then there's not really much leeway they can do unless they want to sue for like seventeen dollars, which I mean some people would a hundred percent do, but then again, it's all up to the judge's discretion at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's more of a thing like would him pay you back? That that that's where I'm at on it. Is like who's <laughs> yeah. the one that's like rocking these games and like normally they're the middle ground for things like this. Realistically they are, with a lot of games that now are like just get outright cancelled out of nowhere. A lot of like refunds come in and then they just take the word and they're like, sure I'll don't I'll screw it, I'll pay it. But like <laughs> This one, I think they're just they're just yeah. closing the blinds. Yeah, they're just yeah, like, nah. Like, uh, it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's, we had nothing to do with this. Yeah, we make CS:GO. It. You play CS:GO. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's more of a feels bad for everybody that did buy it and was yeah. really like excited about it than anything. Yeah. And when they're talking about releasing like three and four episodes, three and four. With 25 people, I'm mm. really not expecting anything that high quality. And it's like, that's a big yikes. Big, big yikes. Yeah. Well, and I, let me actually. I'd rather end it on something that's like a higher quality than like try to add more things that are going to be garbage. Yeah. Let me actually find an article that I saw because I saw this on PC Gamer. Um, let's see. Where. Yeah. Um,. <clears throat> this is from PC Gamer uh, by Andy Chalk. Uh, Telltale is working with multiple potential partners to finish The Walking Dead, the final season. By all appearances, the closure of Telltale Games meant the end of incomplete uh, The Walking Dead, the final season. There was some faint hope among fans that the studio would be able to finish it, but Clementine, but Clementine voice actor Melissa Hutchinson and designers Emily Grace Buck and Michael Kirkbride both strongly suggested that it wouldn't happen. Um, not surprising that other studios would be interested in the property. The Walking Dead is Telltale's flagship series, and the studio's collapse has focused attention on it. It won't mitigate the damage wrought by Telltale's sudden shutdown, but if some uh, someone like Paradox or THQ Nordic can pick it up, maybe bring on uh, some original development team, at least temporarily, and they deliver the balance of the final uh, season, it will at least bring closure to the series. That would really put uh, Telltale on the map. Um, so, I mean, there's, this article is more speculation than anything, but I guess other people have been, some other people had, like, at least talked about it, and that maybe there are some talks with, uh, with Intel tell themselves, be like, can we sell this project to somebody else, you know, something like that. Um, so there might be stuff, mm -hmm. there might, you know, 
be some closure to uh, The Walking Dead. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not trying to get Walking Dead fans' hearts <laughs> yeah. all in I mean, a tizzy. That'd be but, awesome if there was, but realistically, that yeah. is so unlikely. It is yeah. so unlikely. As much as I would love to just be like, chances are it's at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then it, then it could just go back in the whole problem, like when a uh, Halo changed from Bungie to their new studio, and then it just this this story went to complete shite. And uh, yeah. That's... Then there's the hardcore fans that are just like, I only watch games that are from this developer. The storyline's not correct. You're my girl, that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, it's a hard, I mean, it's all like, it just slapped I... everybody in the face. It slapped journos yeah. in the face. It slapped fans in the face. Like, it came out of nowhere. It obviously slapped the fucking team. Employees. The employees in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah, I mean, talk about <laughs> you're saying feels bad. Feels oh, real bad. Feels real bad, especially if you've just been working for months. You're just like, yeah, I'm gonna get this raise coming up because it's Christmas time. Nah, you're gone, son. Get out. It's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, we're not even like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That's just rough for just the biggest thing that I think could possibly come out of this is that the gaming industry seems to have a very big need for unions. Like they're 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 getting overworked and they're not getting paid. Yeah. They're they're getting screwed over out of a lot of things. It's I think this this could be like some of the final movement it could take for the gaming industry to finally move into the union sector. No, that's which... absolutely true. You actually hear that from so many different companies. Mm. Like so many is that yeah, we, we spent, like, a ton of time over time. We got paid almost nothing, but we did it. And it's like, wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go back a little bit. Wait, you, got wait. Paid, you didn't get paid for the overtime that you did for, like, a long time? Right. I don't have that on my sheet of paper here. must have not happened. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh, no, I just lost your uh, paycheck over here oh is that for your overtime oh i didn't know you worked overtime i thought that was yeah. steve oh man oh man yeah well i wait, mean wait i'm steve i'll just take the money yeah <laughs> but oh, i mean man. this has been a problem that they've talked about for years in the industry i mean ea i think is kind of the poster child for for crunch and and toxic workplace um mm -hmm. and, and i yeah. mean to hear about telltale uh, one somebody said that there was like a sign on a on a door that said it's not is it it's not how long it takes you to do a good game it's how long or how much time you can make a good or it's like um how much time you have to make a good game or something like that right implying like work harder you know work harder plebeians yeah. uh, <laughs> sounds like they have a sign that just says work equals freedom on over their offices <laughs> just like you work for money we pay you rice you make this game there's <laughs> just like a bunch of like uh developers <laughs> and artists just like we are the proletariat <laughs> 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 they start marching in there with paintbrushes above their heads like that yeah. uh, Spongebob doodle guy just yelling at them. In the meanwhile, I want my fucking paycheck. <laughs> um, I, I am kind of curious about, like, you, you're talking about unionization and stuff like that. I mean, I, I mean, is there... There's obviously SAG, and, and the gaming, gaming industry has had to deal with SAG-AFRA. 
um, the, you know, the voice actors guild. Um, is there like a coders union at all you guys, uh, that you guys know of? Ren, I, I have a feeling really you'd probably not. know better than I would. For the gaming industry, not to my knowledge. I mean, yeah, like but... for everybody else. Is yeah. there, yeah, is there a coders like, industry or a coders well, union? For the gaming industry, it's just really a lot of it is there's not a lot of rules initially in place for the most part everything is just like set from whatever company it is so mm. it's like yeah you probably aren't getting paid overtime you should you really should but you probably aren't realistically <laughs> speaking you probably are not getting paid if you are you're getting paid very little yeah like, very yeah. very little because most of it really comes down to like whatever the product is whereas for a lot of like regular companies it, yeah it's just a standard like you get paid five whatever overtime yada yada obviously but like for a business like this it's a lot more creative even for like developers <coughs> itself where it's like you get paid for what you make yeah and it's like but do i get paid is the real question and it's like, <laughs> did you make anything it's like well we haven't shipped anything yet and it's like well then no feels bad you're not getting paid you don't get money no food for you yeah i mean there are i mean there is a freelancers uh a union or guild or whatever right. and i mean there are different guilds and stuff like that and you know we're talking about this and i you know you're talking about how this you know this might be like kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back where developer and artists are gonna be like um we need to like join together and make sure shit like this doesn't happen again mm -hmm. where companies are not being transparent where companies are enforcing toxic you know policies and not paying overtime and violating federal law I mean, because at the very yeah. least, right? Like we've talked about this, I've, we've mentioned this a couple times, but they did violate federal law by not yeah. giving that sixty-day warning. Not, not to yeah. mention state law. I think that California straight, state law is more, is more strict, and that's why they are suing based on the California straight uh, California state law. Um, mm but so, yeah, I mean, that's going to be like one of those things and that's going to, um, you know, kind of getting back to the base of this show, that's going to affect your bottom line uh, or that's going to affect the uh, the end, you know, price of the product. Um, you know, it typically when when things like this happen or when unions form products get more expensive mm -hmm. um, and that might be reflected in the price that you see later on um yeah so i mean that is something to pay attention to and you know it'll be interesting because the sag i remember the sag afra sag afra um the screen actors guild situation that happened a couple years ago was kind of a shit show mm -hmm. where where people were where developers were forcing voice actors um to like spend more time in the studio and do more prolonged yelling and gruff voices <laughs> <laughs> which, even, you can, which doing that like even hurt my throat right so the, those protections are there for people so yeah it's gonna be something it's definitely gonna be something um yeah i kind of i mean based off of that you wanna do you guys have anything else anything else you want to mention about this issue we'll follow up on it next week i'm sure we'll probably know a lot more it'll probably yeah, be a lot clearer I, I mean, yeah. this really did just happen like this last Friday. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty much in the whole like, wow, I still can't believe this really happened. Yeah, <laughs> it really did just come out of nowhere. At least for me, it's like, ta-da! Yeah. 
We're closing. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> no games. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where'd the CEO go? Oh, he's gone, he's gone, dude. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they oh, have that, that Bruner guy was like the CEO, but he left, and then there's somebody else. Um, yeah. I, I didn't follow all that stuff. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was oh. the PlayStation Classic. Because Sony decided that it would be a good time to um, pull a Nintendo and release a retro console <laughs> fit for the modern era. Oh, so let's talk about this. Um, for $99, uh, for some time in the near future, you can get a PS1 game or system um, mm -hmm. all in one with two controllers and 20 preloaded games uh, for yourself. Um, let's see, some of the games, um, some of the games that are included, um, Final Fantasy VII, Tekken Three, Wild Arms, uh, just to name a few, and a couple other fan favorites that they haven't released yet. Um, let's see. It has a slightly upgraded uh, graphics system. I believe it's going to be like an HDMI port out. Um, and then two replica controllers, I said. Um, 25 years after the original version. I'm just making sure that everything here. Um, but yeah. I mean, do you guys see value in this? I mean, as... Because, like, I really want to build a collection. That's one of the biggest things I want to do is I build a collection of consoles and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. As an enthusiast, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. As a normal consumer, not so much. I guess it really depends. Like, if you really, like, enjoyed a bunch of PlayStation games in the past, and I think we even talked about this a little bit off the stream, but there's other questions that we have along with it. For example, like, it, it mirrors the PlayStation and the PlayStation has, like, it works on CDs. Yeah. Does it actually open and accept previous, like, PlayStation 1 discs? That okay. was one of the things that I was curious about. So I think I, I might have a potential answer for you on that. Mm -hmm. um, they say it's 45% smaller than the original. I don't know right. where they're shrinking that at. It doesn't, yeah. you know. Well, one? I mean, with the way it technology is, like I wouldn't be surprised. A disc. At yeah. least that's what I'm looking at right now. Because I'm looking, I'm looking at the entire specs and things like that. Yeah. And they did. I remember this a long time ago. They had like a PlayStation Mini. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, it looks really close to that. Yeah. The entire thing looks almost exactly like the same thing, mm -hmm. just like purposely a little bit bulkier, just to be like, hey, you know, we uh, this is the old one. We swear. Quotation yeah. marks new. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's like. I don't know if you're an enthusiast i want to get one of these in the future i don't have any plans on picking it up immediately but i i want to get like the older style consoles and things like that yeah that being said actually this brings me into like another like off topic thing but i was i was doing like some research about uh like how common roms and emulators are now mm -hmm. there has been a huge like loss in amount of roms that have been available. for you or Oh no. What's my, up? Hold up. I just cut out. I think my internet's having a stroke. Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear us? <laughs> I guess Did not. Did we lose him? I, we might have lost know, him. Maybe. Anyway, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious about like, because there has been such a shift, like a huge shift in uh, 
the amount of ROM availability and things like that, mm -hmm. maybe this is just going to start being a thing more often, is that they're just going to release classic consoles. Yeah. I, don't know. I looked for Game Boy games, and I found a couple, mm -hmm. like a few, and like I tried to find some Pokemon games, and almost every single one of them was gone. Yeah. It took me like six, seven different sites to find one, and then that one also closed. And it was just like, <laughs> okay, right, cool. So yeah, I don't know. I it's like, if if ROMs and emulation weren't such a big deal to the industry, because I personally don't really see a problem. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily. Well, I mean, like the problem is, is that they can do things like this, where they just like create a console, and it's like, ta da. Yeah, buy the games that you can get or you probably even own in the first place but buy them anyway you remember that thing you had when you were 12 well guess yeah. what we made it smaller and work for your tv yeah I don't know. no more going through your parents basement and finding all the appropriate dongles to plug it into your new tv i think a hundred dollars is too much that's like yeah. my thing i do i definitely do what's the I think this would be like 60 it's not realistically like a crazy new invention. It's not like yeah. they're trying to sell me top of the line gear. It's a old PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I could go find one of these for like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. I what, think they just have it knocked up for nostalgia value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess compared to the SNES Classic, it's eighty bucks. The SNES Classic is eighty bucks, so it's um, yeah. about twenty dollars more expensive. Um, yeah. Which I don't know. No, I don't I, remember what the SNES Classic came with. Um, check. Yeah, I'm pulling it up I in it an article right now. Same sort of thing, where it's just all like, bam, you got 20 games or so. Ta-da. Enjoy, Star which Fox. you've already bought years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Star Fox 2, Zelda, A Link to the Past. Yeah, 20 F Zero. Games. Yeah, it comes with 21. 20 games too. 21. Oh. Ooh. 20. 21. 21. Um, but yeah, I think they're really overpriced. I do. I think price. Well, yeah, especially since you can, with at least the SNES stuff, you can make a um, Raspberry Pi and <laughs> do that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can really just go buy like a miniature computer and just get like, ta-da, this is now like yeah. this is my new like old school console yeah, yeah. If i really wanted to i could get like an old school like frame and stuff and just look stuff into it i've kind like, of it looks like it yeah i've kind of had the thought of doing a project with my dad where i'd build him a i'd do like the raspberry pi stuff and like set up this mm -hmm. i'd do like all the wiring and stuff but he would just build like the cabinet so he yeah. could have an arcade machine in the basement <clears throat> oh, that's what we did. Uh, that's what we did at my fraternity in college. We hollowed out an old arcade machine and we built a Raspberry Pi and uploaded like a, some two thousand old arcade games onto it. And just loaded mm -hmm. them into this room so that we could just, whenever we wanted, just walk in there and play arcade games, spending a bunch of change that we needed for our laundry. Yeah. <laughs> it so, only took about a couple hours. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, the, there are certainly cheaper options. I think maybe that they're capitalizing on this idea that people are too lazy because i know yeah. people who have bought I mean, snesses and i and i pointed out true. that idea to them it's yeah. like you know you could buy like a raspberry pi and set up a thing for you know like yeah. 40 bucks you know 
Yeah, yeah but that requires me to solder and program and find the ROMs. And... Which are a lot of things a lot of people don't know how to do or just too lazy to look up yeah. how to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand it if you're, like, an enthusiast that just doesn't have time and you're just like, oh, look, a PlayStation. Sure. Mm -hmm. Why not? But, like, realistically, like, it takes, like, it's to look yeah. and just be like, hey, look, that's that's things that I can do to make this literally, like, mm -hmm. half as expensive easily. Yeah. But it's like, I I agree. I think it's just like, oh, let's let's bank on that nostalgia factor, and why not? Well, we might as well. It's easy money. It really is. It's really easy, like hundred dollars to yeah. create the same thing that we made twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, I mean, money. everyone nowadays is just like, hey, look at this thing. You remember this thing, and then the meme skyrockets because everyone remembers <laughs> that one show from like eighteen years ago, and you're just like, right. oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We made exactly. it smaller with an HDMI cable. Oh my Yay! god, guys. This is something we could have done like 2005, but we did it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much it. Somebody in the chat. It's the member berries. Yep. <laughs> speaking of, the new uh, season of South Park starts tonight. Oh, does it? Oh, I man. I haven't, I haven't watched South Park in years. Uh, yeah, me either. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I love this. I recently Park. like caught up on Bojack Horseman too. Mm. I love Bojack Horseman. It. It's just, it's Bojack. so dark, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, I have such a dark humor anyway, and it's like this 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 just suits me too well. I don't know if I should be depressed or happy. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So we're kinda getting on time here. Yeah. Um I think we've kind of exhausted all of our topics. Like I said, it is uh, on September 30th. Let me double check. I want to say it's September 30th. International Day of Podcasting. Let me double check here. Um, yep, 30th. 30th? All right. Yeah. So obviously we're five days out. We're not going to have another episode until or until afterwards. So let's take this time right now. Uh, I guess I can start. Uh, with my suggestions for podcasting or for podcasts that you guys should listen to. Ren, do you have anything? Uh, oh my gosh. I used to watch the Total Biscuit podcast a lot. Yeah. And that was like one of my favorites to watch. Um, also, sponsor alert. I'm sponsor. Well, I'm, I'm with True Gaming and I actually watch their podcasts a lot. Not necessarily because i'm like partnered with them yeah yeah but like <laughs> as a streamer it gives a lot of like really like interesting information that i like hearing about and that's why mm -hmm. aside from that that's pretty much it i don't really listen to a lot of podcasts for the most part okay it's usually like for just those two things but yeah they're really good though okay and then uh you said you don't really listen to podcasts uh future but is there anything like you would on, want to mention that's maybe in that space any like youtube shows or anything like that that you could almost call a podcast not really most of the time i just spend my time on twitch perusing different streamers and stuff like that i don't really watch too many podcasts mm -hmm. i mean I, I, I listen to npr radio every now and again but that's just more of asmr people eating biscuits into a mic <laughs> so i mean fresh oh, air man. is good fresh air is a, is a fresh air show. is fantastic go outside smell some air maybe <laughs> just, i meant maybe fresh just... air with terry gross but okay <laughs> i mean that's good too. Or we just paint a happy little bush. You never know. Yeah. Bob, Bob Ross. Yeah. I miss also, that man. Also, H3H3 podcast is amazing. H3H3 podcast. Forgot about good. that one entirely. Um, 
some podcasts I listen to that you guys should go check out. Um, there is last podcast on the left. If you guys, you know, future mentioned he has a pretty dark humor. It's all about serial killers and cults and aliens and, you know, the, the terrifying shit in history, but done with the funny, um, in blue, uh, uh, humor to it. Um, a live D and D podcast that I absolutely love. That isn't critical role. I don't like critical role. I can't get into it. I think it's too fucking long. Um, <laughs> is a show called sneak attack and, um, the DM for that show actually streams on Twitch. You can go find him at read the DM, um, on twitch.tv, but it's called sneak attack. It's a live play D and D podcast. Um, let's see another podcast suggestion that I have for you guys. Co-optional podcast. Um, yeah. which is still being run by uh, Jenna Bain, the uh, the wife of late John Bain, a.k.a. Total Biscuit. Uh, still mm-hmm. has Do- uh, Dodger and uh, Jesse Cox uh, doing that. So those are my podcast suggestions. I would really like for you guys, um, for International Podcast Day, tell a friend about us. You guys can do it in a couple different ways. Just, you know, share the stream, you know, the Spotify and Apple links are down below in the uh, channel panels. So go check those out. Um, if you don't follow us on Spotify or Apple, do that subscribe, follow, you guys can get it there. You know, maybe if you missed part of the show, you can, you know, listen to it there. That's all good. Um, if you guys already have us there, you can also do the, you can share, uh, in Spotify and Apple and actually send it as a text message. So you have a friend who like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, at least on Apple you can. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure on Android you can do like if there's like a share option, you can send like a link via text message. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are just some easy ways and like just telling people about podcasts. It's great and obviously Twitch shows because um, yeah. I mean this is more of a Twitch show. I brand it as a podcast, but I mean it's on Twitch. Um, so those are just some <laughs> awesome ways that uh, you guys can help us out and hopefully you guys go listen to some of the shows that we suggested and. Um, yeah, that's about yeah. it. Um, getting a little close on time here. Is there anything you else guys wanted to mention? Or was we can wrap it up? No, nah, I think I'm good. I think we pretty much covered a lot of stuff. Feature? Yeah, what was I think. What was that feature? I think the, I know this. I'm, can you guys hear me? I can yeah. hear you. Okay. I was just saying, um, if you get you guys uh, play games on a budget, and if you're on a less than optimal PC, I would suggest going check out the GE Force Now beta. Mm. which basically lets you play any game you really want on high specs with very low latency and your computer won't lag because it's not being played on your computer it's technically being streamed to you and i just got on it it's free for the beta at least i hear it's supposed to come out in a couple months where it's going to be a monthly access pay certain certain money per month and you get all access to a gaming pc and game play any game you really want to as long as you've paid for it already because if you didn't have to pay for it i guarantee you they would get sued But we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Not again. again. (laughs) But uh, it's really fun, and especially if you're on a budget like me. Like I, I I was playing Overwatch on a MacBook computer the other day. Like that should not be a sentence that's ever said. (laughs) But I can do it, and it's 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 really convenient, especially if you're just on a low budget low budget PC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll start with Ren. Ren, what is coming up, or where can people find you, and what are they going to find when they get there? Well, 
<clears throat> I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ren147. Um, we, well, I've been playing Alien Isolation. I started that yesterday. I played that like a year ago, forgot everything. So I'm starting that up again, and I am loving it. Dope. I'm probably going to be playing that tonight. Um, I also play Warframe and a bunch of other games. But yeah, uh, mainly you can find me on Twitch. That's basically it. Awesome. That's all I got. And then Future where can people find all your stuff and what are they going to find when they get there? Oh, you'll mostly find me either in the omniscient gaming discord where I am mostly 24 seven, just yelling at people. Lol. Or I'm <laughs> streaming on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash future HS, which uh, I mostly stream Hearthstone, Paladins, Overwatch. Really just, I'm really just having a whole smorgasbord of things to do every now and again when I get bored. But, uh, I just started playing some Overwatch, and hopefully you guys can pop on over and see me miss miss a lot of shots every now and again, <laughs> <laughs> and listen to my rage. It's not really rage; it's more of just some guy you find in a coffee shop that spilled his coffee accidentally, kind of rage. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me at. It. Uh, thanks for having me on here. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, and no uh, check out the uh, Omniscient Gaming, uh, Omniscient Gaming TV um on twitch um that's obviously oh uh futures uh stuff and also a friend of the stream um mama Matthews on there as well um stuff coming up on the channel for me uh i'll be streaming tomorrow night i'll try to maybe stream thursday morning ish i have to work thursday night um or i might have to do it friday morning um to cover for thursday um other than that that's about it just uh follow us on spotify apple find us there and um tell a friend about a podcast for international podcast oh there's a kitty he just chatted yeah. with the kitty um, <laughs> that's my kitten Odin. he was gnawing at my feet and he wanted up <laughs> so yeah i mean that's it um tell a friend guys tell a friend about podcasting um Otherwise, we will see you guys later. Bye. Have a good get, have a good night, Bye, everybody. Toodles, hustle, pasta, farewell. Yeah. So long. Adios. <laughs>